Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. And today we're going to be joined by some of our Two Shots Podcast Network family. We're going to be joined by Coach Gio. And we're also going to be joined by Rudy Campos Jr. of the Rated R Podcast. So guys, how are you all doing today? I am doing fantabulous on this Friday, on this uh, Black Friday for Spurs fandom. Um, I, other than that, I, other than the Spurs news, I'm doing fantastic. It's Friday. I'm going gambling tomorrow, so I'm good. So you're having fun. You're already in, in uh, weekend mode then. Oh, yeah. I've been in weekend mode since Monday. What about you, Gio? How are you doing this Friday, man? I'm doing marvelous. Uh, you know, this is the weekend the Rams go 6-0. and Oh, and Lord. I also have my Georgia Bulldogs are playing LSU at LSU, so... I'm, I'm hoping for a big win. Rest and in peace, Bulldogs. I'm, you know, hopefully I don't have to say rest in peace for my teams this week, but I know it's coming one of these weeks. Uh, and I'm just showing out. You know, it's a Friday night. It's a little cool outside here, and uh, I'm just relaxing. You know, it'd be the ironies of ironies, Jill, if we have to go ahead and tweet or, or direct message you on Facebook. Rip Rams. What if the Rams were to lose to the? Freaking Broncos, man. Are you kidding me, dude? Well, now it is Denver, and they might be expecting snow. So, you know, the Rams are a West Coast team. I'm not putting any excuses out there, but uh, this could be a week where, you know, Denver comes out and wins. But uh, I don't think I'll be saying RIP this weekend. Yeah, we need to make a bet one of these days, uh, Rudy, <laughs> with you. You know, the loser has to shave it just, just one eyebrow and not even – Shave the whole uh, eyebrow, just half of the eyebrow. So you'll look a little strange for the for about what two, three weeks before it grows back. <laughs> two or three weeks. Oh no. Uh I don't know about that. But you know, if it's a bet, it's a bet. I'm willing to be I'm about to wear Daisy Dukes at the end of the damn football season in this cowboy bet. So how many games do the Cowboys gotta win for you to wear wear the Daisy well, Dukes? Well, the bet is if the Cowboys go 4-0 against the Giants and the Redskins, then I have to wear Daisy Dukes to next year's fantasy football draft, oh which is live, live on Facebook. Um, if they don't go 4-0 against those two teams, then the other guy, Nick Lindsay, uh, he has to go in Daisy Dukes. But because I have a fat ass and Daisy Dukes on me would look, you know, really horrible. It almost <laughs> look like a, you know, a G-string. Nick would have to wear Daisy Dukes, but he has to cut out the butt cheeks and oh, go into man. the passage up like that. So either way, yeah, it sounds like a yeah, a lose lose. We're, <laughs> we're going straight up trailer park trash on this one. So oh um, gosh, wow, man, you all sure know how to make a bet, man. So <laughs> on uh, that note, we'll go ahead and start talking a little bit about some San Antonio Spurs, man. The Spurs were in action uh, later on, well, earlier this evening against the Orlando Magic to finish the preseason. They did win 100-81, to 81, but the talk of the San Antonio Spurs has been injuries. You know, we have DeJounte Murray out. Now we have Derek White out six to eight weeks because basically he tore a tendon in the bottom of his, of his right heel. And we also have Lonnie Walker out. And then we get word, you know, that Rudy Gay is hurt too, so they're going to keep him out of the game as a as a precaution so i'm like really the it just seems to me it's very ironic man that you're getting this many injuries before you even played one single game in the regular season 
all the fans have gone onto Twitter and, and social media, Facebook, even on Instagram. Everyone's calling this the curse of Kawhi. I'm like, Kawhi's not even here anymore. He's gone, man. But they're just saying that somebody, I guess because of all the backlash that he got when he was still here in San Antonio and the fans turning on him, I guess he learned how to do some brujaria, meaning some some Mexican witchcraft. And I don't know, man, you think Kawhi is, uh, and, and Uncle Dennis have, have cursed the team? <laughs> I mean, what, what's your take, Rudy? Well, I don't know if it's so much as cursed the team as just the injury bug. You know, the Spurs have been, they've been pretty lucky up until the whole fake number two injury last year. Uh, we've been pretty steady. And injuries, in my opinion, injuries happen. They happen, and they're going to bite your team in the ass, you know, from time to time. And just so happens this this year, you know, this time it's our year that it happens to us. Um, I don't think it's any bujaria. I don't think it's witchcraft, you know. So we that, don't need to that, do the, the sana sana yeah. colita de rana, no eggs, no huevos, no, you know. No, if, if it was me, if I'm the trainer, if I'm Will Severin, I'm giving these guys seven up because that cures everything and it cures it fast. Seven some up Vicks, Vicks, man. Rub some Vicks, Vicks on it, dude. Seven up. Yeah, that stuff was that stuff is magic right there. But we're only we're gonna miss Derek White six to eight weeks. And I have a feeling he might come back a little sooner, like around the six week mark than the eight week mark. But I'm I have to say that now I went from a 55-win team with Murray in to Murray out. I'm at the 48 mark now with Derek White out. I'm probably down to 45, maybe 46 wins. Oh, really, Rudy? That's what I said. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm now I'm on Gio's. Uh, oh man, because <laughs> I think these injuries are going to play a role. Now, the injury that I see that a lot of people were worried about is Lonnie Walker, and let's be real. Let's be real here. Lonnie Walker's injury is not as important as Murray or White's because Walker wasn't going to see a lot of court. Yeah, he's yeah, a he's rookie. A rookie. It, it's just the hype of him coming in from the draft. And that's the reason why Spurs fans were like, oh, no, we lost Walker. We lost Walker. It's okay. Lonnie Walker wasn't going to get a whole lot of time. He's going to be in the G League. Yeah, pretty much. So um, can they survive? I think they can survive. I just don't. I, I just hope it's not too late in the season where they're down too many games to get uh, rolling again. But the biggest thing of all this is Rudy Gay. He needs to stay healthy. He needs to be healthy yeah, because we, he's very, very important to this team. We can't afford any more injuries. We can't lose Rudy Gay. We got, we're already thin as it is. You know, we, we're the point guards for the Spurs are just dropping like flies. You know, so with this mm-hmm. injury riddled the uh, preseason, I mean, what, what were your thoughts, Gio? I mean, what's going on? Why can't the Spurs stay healthy, man? You know, it's sometimes it's just kind of things just happen. And the Spurs, like Rudy said, over the years have been fairly good with injuries. Um, <clears throat> but now it's time for some adversity uh, towards the injury side. And the Spurs now have to really maybe consider looking maybe in free agency, see if there's any point guard, maybe a trade or something like that. I mean, we still have, or it was Patty Mills is still there as well, um, though I don't like him as maybe a starting point guard. But unfortunately, with these injuries, some guys are going to have to step up. And, um, you know, I saw the Spurs winning, you know, 45 to 50 wins. I think I've gone to more of the 40 range now. Um, you, know, it's tough. you know, it's tough to see these injuries, but someone's got to step up. So I'm really excited to see who that person will be. And I hope we start off 
on a good note. If not, uh, this could be a season the Spurs fans don't want to remember. Yeah, you know, I think there's just a lot of bad, bad energy left. It's like a bad breakup with a girlfriend, man. People still can't get over this Kawhi nonsense. I think it's the lingering bad juju that Kawhi left behind, you know, with yeah. the salty Spurs fans and, you know, yeah, all this. Thing behind, man. Yeah, you know, this is the thing, though. This is the funny part that I mean, we talked about this earlier today when I was on the radio uh, at the ticket with the ticket 760 on the Chris Duell show. Um, we said this is what it's going to be like when Spurs fans get their first look at Kawhi Leonard. Everybody right now, the consensus is, oh, we're over him, man. I, I don't need Kawhi. I'm done with Kawhi. I know Kawhi who we got DeMar DeRozan. It's like a bad breakup with the girlfriend. You're over her, man. You're, you're done. You moved on. You got another girl. You got your new girl and all that. You're somewhere and you run into your ex and you look at her and you go, damn, she's bad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's, the way it is. That's what's going to happen, man. They're, he's going to come back and they're like, oh, he's going to come back. He's going to drop 40. Eh, it is what it is, man. But everybody's always blaming Kawhi. Kawhi's name can't get out of San Antonio, man. It's like, I'm, I'm over it, man. Let's move on and, and look to the future. You know, I'm not I'm not looking in the past anymore. I'm, I'm moving on. And De, DeMar DeRozan, he played decent tonight. He had 20 points. You know, LaMarcus Aldridge had 13. You know, you also had Paul Gasol, you know, spirit fingers, jazz hands, like Guylan likes to call him, my friend Guylan Jackson. Uh, he had 10, you know, Pat, Patty Mills, he, he dropped 15. So, I mean, the Spurs, they had a almost everybody who played scored, every, except for Davis Bertans. You know, he, he laid an egg with zero points. and But everybody else kind of pretty much contributed. And this is the thing that I was going to talk about with DeJounte out. You know, for the rest of the season, you know, he, there's no way that he can come back from this injury this quick. Um, somebody else from the Spurs is going to have to step up. You know, DeJounte's out, and you arguably are going to miss DeJounte's numbers, his points. You know, he was going to probably average somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe about 15 points a game, maybe higher. I, I'm we, we don't really know. We're just guesstimating at this point. But since he's going to be out and we're kind of thin at the point guard position, somebody else is going to have to average at least anywhere from 15 to 20 points a night to give this offense a chance because let's you know after i've seen the spurs in preseason play their defense kind of did drop off a little bit i mean are they horrible are they horrendous no i mean but they're just not at the the level they were a season ago you know you're you're missing too many components and I think that's going to affect them. The only thing is that the Spurs are going to hope that they can outscore the opposing teams. And, and that's not something that is going to be really feasible for them to do because they're playing in the stack Western Conference. So at some juncture, defense is going to have to kind of catch up to the offense. The offense looks great. It's just the defense, to me, that's questionable. I mean, what are you, what are you seeing out of this, Rudy? <laughs> I, I hate to be the uh, the bearer of bad news on this, but I'm gonna call you know I'm gonna call it the way it is. And their defense it, it sucks this year. And I know it's just preseason and we haven't started, but when you lose your top two defenders and Danny Green and fake number two, and all you're left with is Dejounte Murray, who's out for the season, you know your next best your next best defender. Let's be honest is. 
the guy, one of the guys you just recently signed this offseason in Dante Cunningham. You know, he's your next best defender. You're you're not going to see the same Spurs defense. We don't have a seven footer that's going to be defending the rim like David Robinson, uh, like Tim Duncan. We got a Yaka Portal. We got Yaka Portal. I mean, he's better than Paul. We've got Yaka Portal, and yes, he's he's an up and coming player for the Spurs. He's not quite there yet. And then the other thing you got to remember too is these guys haven't played in the Spurs system. The Spurs system is one of the most complex systems in the NBA. So it's going to take some time for them to understand, you know, the switches off the pick and rolls and stuff like that. And it's going to take a little bit of time. So to begin the season, this first defense is going to be terrible. I'll, I'll flatly admit it. It's going to be very, very bad. It's going to be awful. But once these guys start getting into, uh, you know, eating that playbook up, you know, night by night and understanding what Pop's talking about on switches and stuff like that, you're going to see the defense improve. But for right now, with Cunningham being your best defender, probably Rudy Gay right after that, that's where they're going to need some help, you know, the most. They're going to probably, you're going to probably see a lot more uh, zone probably being played by Pop. You know, I think you're going to see some zone being played because they're going to want to make you beat him from the outside, with the exception of the teams like Golden State. Um, most teams are going to try to make them beat from the outside. Yeah. And what are your thoughts, Gio, about the Spurs defense uh, going forward this season? Well, you know, so far it's Swiss cheese, a lot of holes. <clears throat> so, you know, at this point, I think for the Spurs players entering this season to get a little bit more familiar with some of the new guys is to understand what you need to do, like with switches and understand the concepts of defense. Uh, I think obviously, you know, we lose our best defender on defense, uh, but I think the Spurs have to focus not on team defense. You know, yeah, we, we may not have the individuals like we did before, but like Rudy said, I think just focusing on team defense getting better every single night um, because, you know, the Western Conference is loaded with a lot of offensive, talented teams, and if we can't stop these teams, uh, you know, this defense could be, you know, middle of the pack at best. If not, it could be, you know, you know one of the bottom feeders. But I think the defense will improve as the season goes on. And, you know, I think best-case scenario is to be at the middle of the pack and just focusing on just on team defense and just understanding, hey, if this man's coming off, switch. You know what I mean? Like just some of the little things they've been neglecting during this preseason. But I think during the season, I think they will improve. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm, I'm hopeful that the defense will improve somewhat. Of course, it's never going to be on par to what it was last season because we're missing those key components. You know, we're missing a, a Kawhi. We're missing a, a Danny Green. We're missing slow-mo you know Kyle Anderson a lot of people felt a certain way about him but he did a lot for the team and they're gonna they're gonna really miss those key components on on defense but I still have a faith in the Spurs that their winning is in their DNA they're not gonna tank the season like a lot of Spurs fans are hoping they'll do they don't know how to lose you know they love to win and it's so ingrained in the Spurs culture and the DNA of the San Antonio Spurs Somehow, some way, they're gonna find a way to still try to make an appearance in the in the final, not in the finals, but I'm saying the playoffs. You know, are they good enough to get to the finals? Probably not. You know, are they gonna get past the first round of the playoffs if they go? Probably not. But I mean, at least they're gonna be in the mix. They'll be there. You know, it depends on who they play and you know and and the matchups. But the Spurs. I think are gonna like I said they're gonna probably win the 45 games, 47 games. Uh, I'm in agreement with Gio, and that was before the injuries. I'm still sticking to that prediction that they're still gonna win about 47 games. I even 
said the same thing today on the radio. Um, what are your predictions, Rudy? Do you still think that the Spurs are going to hit the magic 50 win number? Or are you still going to stick to your guns and still say, now with the injuries, probably 45, 46 wins? Yeah, the uh, the Murray injury is just so it's so big and so much of a key component on this season. It's going to affect them really bad. Uh, they're not going to get very good point guard play unless they sign another veteran point guard. Um, I'm still sticking, you know, I'm sticking to about 46, 47 wins. I would say I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the 44, 45 range. Okay. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But I'll stick to 46, 47 on the high end. I'd say 48, maybe. Um, it, it, it's just it's just too big of a loss because you already too many had, things to overcome, right? Yeah, you had you already had a minimal amount of you know mistakes you could make this season because of all the losses you had and all the new faces coming in. So you kind of already had to be on point already to get to 50 wins. But when you lose a starting point guard and your best defender at that, uh, you're you've already lost about another maybe five, six, seven games right there in its own. Uh, point guard play is very big, especially in the Western Conference. But, you know, the one thing I will say about the Spurs is you're right. They're not going to tank it. They're going to give everything they've got. That is a guarantee in San Antonio. Popovich and RCB put are not those types of guys. They're going to play to the to the final uh, buzzer sounds. But Spurs fans, all I can tell you is this much. Go in with lower low expectations <laughs> for this season. Because that way you will not be deflated if it happens. No, I say it, I say the Spurs fans should just go in there with no expectations. Just enjoy the ride. You know, stop. Actually, yeah, I would say that. Too. Stop yeah. grading the team. You know, based on what we think they might or may not do. I mean, that's what we do. We bring you the podcast. We entertain you guys, and you know, everybody likes to hear what our, our predictions are going to be. But just the regular old fan that just loves the team. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan as well. I'm just going to go out there and enjoy it, you know, whether they win, whether they lose, no matter what happens. I think that's the best thing that Spurs fans can do. Oh, the team's not going to be any good this season. What does it matter? If you really, truly love the team, you're going to support them no matter what happens. Just enjoy if it, you, man. Yeah, if you love basketball, and me, I love the game of basketball. I'm a purist of basketball. I love it. I love my Spurs first, but every part of the other NBA, every collegiate game, every high school game, is a close, very close second. It's like 1A and 1B. If you love basketball, you're going to see some good basketball this season. You know, there's there's a lot of rookies that are coming out that are going to be okay. There's one rookie in particular that's going to make a huge impact on the league, and people aren't talking about him yet. But you're going to see a lot of good basketball this season. So enjoy this season. Even if the Spurs are not doing really well, you still got a lot of basketball. There's still a lot of good teams out there just to root for and watch. Yeah, good I agree with you. And speaking of, of good teams, we're going to go ahead and uh, go to our next segment. And that's going to be talking about NFL football. We're going to be uh, talking yeah. about the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Neither team is very good. Jacksonville has a great defense. I don't trust Bortles as a QB and their offense is questionable. Cowboys, their defense is showing up. You know, they're doing their job. It's the offense, again, that's kind of stagnant and questionable, you know? So I think this game is going to be a low-scoring game. I'm actually predicting that it's going to come down to field goals. I don't think either team's going to have that much success, you know, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. 
I think it's going to have to come down to field goals. I'm not expecting it to be in like a, a 23 to 20 game. I'm thinking it's going to be something like maybe nine to seven or, you know, something weird is going to happen. That To me, that's, that, I believe that's what will happen. What do you guys think about this matchup? We'll start with you, Gio. Um, I'm going to have the Cowboys winning this week. Like, what do you think what the final hey, score is going to be? Nine to seven? Huh? No, no, no. This is going to be 20 to 17. Cowboys will win this game. Oh, man. I think the running of Ezekiel Elliott, they're at home this time around. And I think they're going to run the football. The Cowboys always win when we least expect it. Just like the first time against the New York Giants, everyone said, Gio, you're crazy. This is not <laughs> going to happen. And look, they won. The Cowboys win this week, 20 to 17. And rest in peace, Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. And Rudy, what what is your expectation? What do you think? Cowboys are going to win this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars? I expect to get a two-hour nap during this game because oh, it's going to be man. boring as hell. I, I believe oh, okay. it. Gio is taking the Cowboys. The only reason why he's taking the Cowboys is he's trying to get in good with the Cowboy fans. He's got other podcasts he does, and there's tons of Cowboy fans. I also have Zeke Elliott on my fantasy team. And, okay. Then that, the real reason came out because he's got Zeke. <laughs> the, only thing Zeke the only thing Zeke Elliott's going to eat this week is turf. That's it. He's not going to get hardly any yards. I'm expecting Blake Bortles to look like Joe Montana against the Cowboys. I'm expecting TJ Yeldon to look like Bo Jackson against these Cowboys. I mean, I'm expect I'm going to take Jacksonville. I'll say 20, 24 Cowboys, 13. I mean, I don't expect Jack from this Cowboys squad. Their defense has showed up. Okay, fine. Clap, clap. Jason Garrett, clap, clap. Who cares? The defense is playing. Their offense can't do nothing. Dak Prescott can't complete a pass. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I give Ray Charles a football, he'll complete more passes than Dak Prescott. You know, I, I, I could critique Dak Prescott a lot this season. But in actuality, I don't believe that a lot of this stuff that's going on with Dak is really his fault. You know, I believe it has more to do with play calling and it has a lot to do with the coach. You know, Jason Garrett's a horrible NFL head coach and Linehan is is not very good either. You know, I mean, they need to do something different. Some changes are going to be made, no doubt. And I believe that's going to happen. Let me try to throw it 20 feet in the air and see if Julio can catch it. No, the guy's horrible. If Julio was with the Rams, oh man, what are you talking about? This dude. <laughs> if Julio Jones was with the Buffalo Bills, he's catching touchdowns right now. True that. But hey, they, man, uh, maybe there's a rift there between, you know, your boy, Matt Ryan, well, and, and Julio Jones. There's a bit of a rift between Julio Jones and uh, the, uh, the team itself. But do I think, because I believe he wanted a contract extension, right, Rudy? Yeah, yeah there, there's rift between Jones and the Falcons, and I I clearly said this. I said Julio Jones does not deserve the money that he is seeking, and he is one of the best receivers. I give him credit, but you don't you don't pay receivers that kind of money knowing you need help in other places. A la the offensive line, you still have a good defense, but you need even better players on defense. You go out and you draft a top receiver like you did with Calvin Ridley. So that now that you have Calvin Ridley, you have Muhammad Sunu, you can use Julio Jones as trade bait and just get him out of there, get you another decent receiver and a top end, you know, linebacker or something like that for him. And that's what I would say. That's the reason why I said I don't think he deserves their contract. I mean, he deserves it money wise. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a great player. 
But just for me personally, I would not pay the man because you don't pay receivers that kind of money. The only people that should make that kind of money are QBs and offensive linemen and then some defensive positions. Nobody else deserves that kind of money on the game. All right. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and move over to our last segment that will take care of our football segment. We're going to talk a little bit about baseball. And now I'm watching this game closely right now. You got the Brewers on top of the Los Angeles Dodgers by a score of six to four. And it's the end of the eighth inning already. So it looks like our our buddy Jonathan Mathis might be, uh, you know, be be cussing a little bit tonight. And he might be a little angry because his Dodgers are who we thought they were. They're the most overrated, I think, hyped up team in the in major league baseball right now everybody's singing the dodgers praises and i just didn't see enough consistency consistency out of them during the regular season and right now <clears throat> milwaukee's putting it on them and i think milwaukee's going to wind up getting the win if the dodgers by some miracle win this game i think it's probably be the only game they're going to win out of the whole series so i mean what do you think do you think the brewers are for real or you think this is just going to be a, a flash in the pan geo uh, Milwaukee's a real deal. Um, oh, yeah. That team, and I called it before the playoffs, I think they're going to get to the World Series. It's going to be them and the Houston. Oh. Two teams. No, man. You, you see, you already right you, you started off bad already, man. It's going to be the Red Sox, bro. They're the defending champs, and <clears throat> Boston's good. I mean, I, I'm not going to say they're not good, but my two picks, Houston, Milwaukee, and I think Houston, back-to-back champs. Okay, so you're calling it. Now they're going to be able to put the times two, you know, in the mural, and the and somebody and some some <laughs> fan out of Houston, kind of like fashioned himself a really cool man cave. He even has like a mural, you know, in his in his man cave, and it's just an Astros old school Astros looking mural. It's really well done, and he was saying that he wanted to put the times two, you know, back-to-back champs, uh, you know, sign up there on his mural so he might get the chance but uh what do you think rudy what are your predictions you think this brewers team like you you just finished hinting at they're for real and the dodgers are just overhyped i mean give us your real your real you know opinion on this yeah you know i i was one guy that jumped on the brewers bandwagon before the postseason the brewers are a young squad but man are they good their pitching rotation is spot on this this is you know this is a really good team. For those of you that watch baseball that are, are just getting into baseball for the postseason, watch the Brewers team. This is a classic team right here. Um, the Dodgers are definitely overrated. They've been overrated all year. I'm gonna, you know, screw the overrated work. They've been lucky all year. The Dodgers <laughs> were lucky to get into the playoffs. And they were actually lucky to get to that first round. Now, they're going to – I think if the Brewers win this game, which they probably are going to do tonight, I still think they're going to win in five. I think LA gets one win there. Brewers are going to go on to the World Series. And then you have on the other side of the American League. I said recently that the Astros and Red Sox were going to go to game seven. And I, I took slightly, slightly, very old, slightly, I have the Red Sox winning. I, I actually have the Red Sox winning that game as well. I said that the game of is going to, it's, it's going to go seven. I believe it's going <laughs> to, it, look, the Red Sox. And the Houston Astros is going to be one of the most entertaining series that we have right now. It's going to be, I mean, every game you're going to be on the edge of your seat. There's going to be drama. There's going to be a lot of things to look forward to. It's going to be a highly competitive series. 
and I, I really believe that the Red Sox will win in seven games and it's going to go into extra innings. You know, it's going to be like a walk-off home run, you know, going off in the stands and, and, the, and the Red Sox win. You know, that's my, my dream. But I think it's going to be really, really competitive. I don't think we're going to see very many blowouts. I think what it's going to boil down to is defense versus offense. I think the Astros have a great pitching staff, you know, and, and I think they have a great core of pitchers as well. You know, I think everything is just, as far as defense goes, I just give the edge to the Astros. Now, I think Boston has the firepower. They have the bats. But the only thing that kind of scares me is, will they be able to consistently hit the ball in the in the key moments of the game where it really counts? You know, that's... To me, I still give the nod to the to the Astros in that department because the Astros, to me, they still have more experience. But there's just something about this Red Sox team, you know. Call it, you know, me being sentimental, but I still still say that the 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 Red Sox are going to wind up finding a way to win in the end. Uh, what do you think, Gio? I think Rudy. Uh, I think Joe's been drinking too much Kool Aid today. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, so I think it will take seven. I think Boston yeah. to the Yankees. I mean, man, they they came into their house and pretty much did some things that I'm not going to say on air. But no, yeah, um, you got to save that for the other show. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. <laughs> I think Boston uh, is going to take seven games to beat Houston. Uh, though I think Houston will get the edge, and uh, you, you know. Anyone can win a championship, but to win two in a row, that's real special. I think you can get it done. You know, Austin from, you know, he's a part of the Two Shot Network but with us too. Austin is, a, is an avid diehard Red Sox man. But in talking to him, he brought up a good point about Verlander. Verlander does seem to get rattled, especially against the Red Sox. They do seem to hit him pretty good. And I, I think that's also the key too. It wouldn't surprise me if Houston won this series. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I said the World Series champ's going to come out of the Boston-Houston uh, series. That's a fact. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see the Red Sox win. It wouldn't surprise me to see the Astros win. I think the Red Sox, based off of one thing, I think if you put lineup to lineup as far as batting order goes, the Red Sox have just...